Welcome to the WealthTech Winner Circle podcast. In this podcast, we break down the technology challenges that are impacting today's financial professionals. Our goal is to identify these challenges and potentially uncover solutions across tech integrations, adoption, emerging technology, evaluating solutions, and more. Through this content, we hope to help professionals avoid common pitfalls and move their services towards an award-winning strategy for 2020 and beyond. Hosted by Tim Welsh, President Nexus Strategy and Consultant to the Wealthies. Welcome everyone to the Wealth Tech Winner's Circle podcast. My name is Tim Welsh and I'm joined with Oleg Tuskevich. Uh, Oleg is the CEO of Invent.us and you may know Oleg from his previous fintech uh, platforms in the past, such as Finance Logics. So Oleg, uh, to get started, maybe tell us a little about yourself, your career, so how do you came to uh, launch Invent, and um, then we'll jump into some more of the uh, detailed questions. But let's hear a little bit more about Oleg and Invent. Hi, Tim. Thank you. I started uh, Invent about a year ago, and the idea behind it was uh, all the experience while running Finance Logics and uh, having challenges with various different vendor integrations. Uh, Finance Logics, we had about 40 different vendor integrations and uh, maintaining and uh, trying to improve them and updating them was a real hassle. We spent about 25% of our top developers time just uh, troubleshooting issues that advisors would see in the field with uh, data movements, you know, accounts not showing up in the planning software from one system to another. I thought that there should be a better way. The idea behind it was kind of the uh, the start of the Invent platform uh, to really try to take that challenge and see if we can crack this code and, and figure out a better way to integrate multiple systems within our ecosystem of wealth management uh, so that they're much more coordinated and orchestrated and provide much better experience for the advisor and their clients. Yeah, so th- that was the winning initiative in the disruptor category in 2019 in the wealthmanagement.com industry awards. Um, what was so disruptive about it? I mean, what does cloud native mean to the average advisor and you know fintech partner out there? How can cloud native really take us into the next level of um, coordination, integration, simplification, workflow automation, really take advantage of that technology? Sure. So cloud native is the underlying uh, methodology and technology to provide a much faster way to uh, connect systems and implement systems in a much more scalable and reliable fashion so that uh, you could quickly adapt different applications with different business rules, not to have to sort of comply to a single model, if you will, so that everybody has to sort of comply to a single interface, because that's never going to happen in our industry, because everyone, you know, it's like trying to get custodians to uh, have exact same uh, data format. It's probably going to be pretty tough. Uh, Be able to adapt uh, and be able to create a scalable solution uh, in a pretty easy and fast manner that could be deployed and customized across multiple uh, systems and tailored to different types of users. So whether it's advisor or a client or an admin within the office, be able to create a tailored experience with their specific tech stack. Cloud Native is really the tool set that allows us to do it in a in a much more effective and scalable manner. And that's what Invent Platform really adapted. It's uh, fairly recent trend in the industry, in the tech industry, um, this concept of microservices and cloud native. And already uh, with the last T3, we saw after introducing cloud native uh, a year ago with Invent, we saw two or three new uh, companies adopting this approach, adopting these uh, technologies. And uh, we're pretty excited about that. It's starting to become a trend. 
So I've heard you describe it sort of like, you know, going from DOS to Windows. Uh, so what's sort of that evolution in the technology infrastructure that really kind of describes uh, cloud native in those, those kind of terms? One of the key advantages of cloud native is really the idea of flexibility. As you know, the regular cycle of any enterprise software or any software really out there that has been developed in the last 10, 15 years has been, we build the software, it start, roll, start rolling it out to a customer base, customers asking for new features, updates, and uh, you're adding and adding and adding and adding to it. That becomes a real uh, difficult thing to uh, maintain over time. And then folks simply rewrite it, start from scratch, or or try to create a, a completely new experience, and the same story repeats. The same kind of approach happens when enterprises are trying to create this uh, advisor desktop concept where they would like to take best of breed applications, uh, put them together in a single experience and provide that single experience, kind of a single painted glass experience to an advisor or client. The challenge with these projects is, you know, once they're implemented and they're uh, put into production, they become they become stale. They become very difficult to maintain. Any additional features based on advisor feedback are hard to implement because the systems are what's called monolithic. What that means is they're designed to a specific spec. They do what they're supposed to do, what they were designed to do. But any changes in any major updates to the core architecture, core uh, model, if you will, and, and what they do become almost impossible to do without rewriting the whole thing. Honestly, that's how we build Finest Logics. Finest Logics was built more of a uh, as a monolithic application, even though it was a, uh, a web-based application and a SaaS application. Many SaaS applications that we see today uh, in wealth management, majority of them are built this, this way. It's a three-tier architecture that you know, kind of a tech term. Uh, but the problem is, is these systems are not flexible. And if we learn nothing through our last few years, we can say that basically ability to adapt and change a business model is a key component of any business in today's world, especially in lieu of latest events. Cloud native technology and our adaptation of cloud native technology for wealth management, uh, one of the key uh, advantages it allows you to do that. It allows you to quickly adapt and change the business model changes if the uh, key business rules or or any sort of functionality that needs to be radically uh, changed and adjusted. That could be done in a significantly uh, less amount of time with basic security be able to be implemented as much cheaper as well. So let's switch gears a little bit, talk about some of the biggest tech challenges right now. Uh, and maybe I'd love your thoughts on for advisors themselves as well as for enterprises. You know, what are they struggling with? Uh, what are the opportunities? Uh, do they have too much choice, not enough? Uh, what do you think is going on out there? Well, I think we definitely have choice. Uh, and we see more and more uh, companies entering the wealth management technology space, which is great. I think more innovation is better for the advisor. Uh, however, it also creates the, the challenge of all these different systems they don't really talk to each other and uh, be able to pick the ones that are uh, perfect for one advisor but may not work for another advisor. Uh, and now, especially with the challenges of remote uh, work, how do you create a stack of technology for your firm that allows you to be that uh, much more mobile, be able to engage your clients in a better way, uh, in a, a more of a virtual way than than in person and the same thing intro office inside you know inside the office how do you run your operations uh purely 
in a situation like uh, like today. So these challenges really, um, I think, emphasize the the need for the software to really be much more uh, adaptable. You know, the the idea of this new kind of operating system, as I call it, you know, the cloud native technology is really essential to deliver that type of capability in the marketplace. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the other big themes we hear all the time is the client experience, you know, digital touch points, automation. I think you were one of the innovators, pioneers with finance logics and how you can use sliders to visualize and stuff and really make the client engage in the planning process. Where do you think we are with that? Is there more opportunity? Um, Is it just Sitting out there, where do you see advisors being able to work better and what tools, applications might be helpful to them to really improve that client experience? There's plenty of choices today uh, from the client experience uh, perspective. There's a lot of uh, need applications that are being developed. However, there's there's quite a few very uh, known and robust choices that have been in the industry for for a while uh, and many uh, advisors are using uh, those uh, applications for client engagement. Again, like with the back office technology, I think more and more advisors are going to be adapting uh, video and uh, ability to communicate with not just internally, but also with their clients through video chat, through some means of uh, virtual communication. And thus, I think it will speed up the uh, kind of the move to more of a virtual office, if you will, as has been going on with uh, kind of the uh, last two, three, four years, I guess, as we're talking about gearing towards millennial and Gen X clients, and now Generation Z is coming up. The the generational shift, as well as kind of the the latest events that, that are happening in the industry, I think will be a catalyst to really think about a new way to engage clients, whether it's uh, for engagement, you know, is, is that handshake really that important uh, to deliver value to the client? What is important for the client? Is ability to be there when uh, things change? How do you communicate? I mean, these are the, these are the key I think, areas where I think technology could really improve and uh, provide a better framework for advisors to really adjust the way they work or modify the way they uh, engage with their client and ultimately lead to a better experience. Yeah. So how does Invent help enterprises with that? What we do with firms is we work with, with various different enterprises and we provide uh, services to help uh, enterprises re-envision uh, what that experience might be. We have a, a team of consultants uh, that's part of the Invent uh, group called Invent Elite. And uh, we're able to uh, engage with enterprises to think about sort of how they envision this new experience with their advisors and uh, and their advisor experience with their clients might be and and really uh, paint the picture and design uh, the optimal solution for that uh, based on the specific requirements of the firms, of the enterprise firms and their key value propositions in the marketplace uh, to their advisors and to their clients. And then from that picture, from that plan, from that visualization, if you will, we uh, help firms uh, implement this if they wish to use our services or maybe use uh, different vendors and other uh, services as well as internal staff to actually implement on that vision. So it's more about uh, kind of an actionable advice, if you will, from the, the idea to the implementation. Got it. You know, so some of the use cases, you know, I'd love to hear more about in terms of emerging tech. You know, I've heard a lot about 
AI, artificial intelligence, is it more artificial than intelligent or has, are there some real um, opportunities there? I mean, you're on the forefront cutting edge of the tech scene. Um, what's sort of the status about AI and wealth management? And is it, are we there yet or is it still too early? What, what do you think? Interesting thing about AI, I think primarily AI is going to be great when, when we really have all of our data intact. So it's, it's really highly uh, reliant on uh, the data and the behaviors of the clients and behaviors of advisors that the system is able to evaluate or automate through that data. So if the data is not really well organized, coordinated, and and synced up through all the different processes and workflows that are uh, happening through advisors and their clients and their lives, AI is going to be as good as the data, pretty much. So the technology is definitely there. It is very intriguing technology. I think if we could do a little bit better job on organizing our data, synchronizing our data, and uh, understanding and tying that data to behavior of the advisors and the clients uh, and the various different workflows that are happening throughout the day for, for the advisors to do the business, that is where AI is really going to help us, I think, drive uh, productivity in the future. But, you know, until we... We really solve the data challenge. I'm not sure how usable AI and, and really is going to be in our space, you know, because really it's, it's all based on big data. Uh, that's where AI really shines. Um, you know, another theme we're seeing a lot of and hearing about is consolidation. You know, we've seen a lot of uh, tech platforms, yours included. You um, did a transaction with Finance Logics, you know, broker dealers are merging together, custodians are coming together. Is this going to continue? Um, will this help hurt advisors? What's your sort of take on consolidation or does it create opportunity for niche players to come in? That's, that's an interesting trend. Uh, definitely, there was a lot of activity on M&A uh, this year and last year that's been going on both on the tech side of uh, wealth management as well as the firms themselves. I think for some it really, I guess the answer, it depends, right? For some advisors that like the idea of having a, a single environment and, and the, where they live and everything there is good enough for them to run the business, I think consolidation would be a good thing because that will allow firms to kind of pick one environment and, and kind of live there, whether it's a custodian or uh, any other sort of a technology platform that's all-inclusive, so to speak. On the flip side, those that are trying to create a unique value proposition, I think this will create more and more kind of challenges uh, because as consolidation takes place, and if there's no new entrances from the independent side into the market from a tech or value proposition, kind of everything becomes more and more the same, right? So if you think about the trend of uh, what happened with taxis, you had uh, first you had the uh, taxi driver in London for Black Cab that uh, took four years to actually study how to uh, become a taxi driver. Then with Uber, you know, all you need is, is a driver's license and, and an app and, and you're done. Uh, so as the interfaces become uh, more, I guess, streamlined and easy to use and repeatable, people that use those interfaces, that use that technology uh, become less important as what's happening with Uber now is they're now, you know, looking to replace people with machines. So I think the more consolidation is happening on the tech side and the more kind of we go to that unified experience and everybody's using the same, that allows introduction of robotic technology, 
that would replace humans more and more. We believe in kind of diversity in tech. <laughs> we want to facilitate that uh, value proposition for each advisor to be unique and different so they don't get uh, replaced by, by machines one day. Our, our mission is to really facilitate and help vendors in the space to uh, deliver the unique value proposition to individual advisors and leveraging cloud native uh, technology that we built for wealth tech is really helping us provide that uh, uniqueness and, and that personalization at scale. That's kind of where we lie. But obviously we see both trends. So the more consolidation is going to happen, obviously the, on the tech side, there's going to be more and more streamlined, standardized sort of interfaces that we're going to see, you know, from, from the big players, let's just say. That's great. I, I love that analogy, the taxi drivers. I think I've heard you use in the, in the past, uh, the craft brewers versus the big national brands. Um, yeah, I definitely need to have that's right. where both can thrive. And I think that's a great analogy. Um, so just to wrap up here, you know, as you look out into uh, the rest of this crazy 2020 year, can we expect to see from Invent um, any other, and thoughts on sort of what you might nominate for the awards uh, in September? Uh, we are uh, looking at uh, kind of the ideas of what we would like to uh, propose for nomination. There's specific projects we're working on right now. I, I'd rather not uh, discuss it just yet. There's certainly some innovation and some ideas that we've accumulated over the last uh, several months that they're going to be uh, presenting and uh, unveiling to the marketplace. We're pretty excited about it. I love how you just did that, you know. Leave us in suspense on the hook. It's a great way to conclude uh, the podcast interview today. So I just want to say thanks to Oleg from Invent. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in September. And thanks again for your time on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Tim. This content has been made for information and educational purposes only. The views and opinions represent the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of wealthmanagement.com.